Hey, it's Johnny Marks. Thank you so much for checking out the Marks in the Morning podcast. Remember, you can listen to myself, Carrie Mack, and JP weekdays from 6 to 10 live on K92.3. Get out of bed. It's time to get your day started. This is Marks in the Morning on K92.3. Can I get a countdown? Can I get a countdown? Three, two, one. It's Monday. Welcome back. It is Marks in the Morning, 603. Another snowy day. Well, yesterday was, but today you'll see the lingering effects. Of the snow. They said we'd get about two to four inches. I didn't measure. We stopped measuring at home because our deck is what we used to measure. And it's just been so covered in snow. And after the big blizzard, which is like almost a full month ago, it was mostly ice that we couldn't really get down. But I'd say probably about four inches. Say near the top. I don't know. It's Johnny Marks. This is Carrie Mack. How was your weekend, Carrie? It was good. Um, It was capped off with an awful snow. On my car, which I'm very upset about. It took me forever to get it out. Yeah, that's right. You don't have a garage. And if you weren't out there keeping up with it, if you just went out this morning, I could see it was probably a nightmare. That's what I did. Ah, no fun. Was there any ice on your car? Uh, No, I don't think so. We don't. I didn't see any ice either. My drive here was, quite frankly, very easy, but I have a very short drive comparatively. And we do have a few, several school delays. I haven't seen a cancellation pop up yet, but there's several delays. So you'll want to check that out before you get going on the K92.3 app. There's uh, several two-hour delays, including all wine and independent. So uh, check it out. And uh, if you don't already know, you can get them at... Uh, K923.fm if you don't have our app or you just want to get them online. Carrie Mack, I got to start this show by asking, where are your headphones? You keep talking about new headphones. You're using my old headphones that have been sitting in here forever. So there's actually a reason. The weather was apparently messed up the... Delivery every time, of my- it's an excuse. No. Every time, I'm it's an being excuse. serious. I can show you the tracking information. Uh, I don't see it. I'm so mad. I don't it was supposed it. to come on Friday, but it never came. All right. Well, now it'll probably never come. Oh no! <laughs> You'll they- be retired, and they'll finally show up. <laughs> uh, we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot going on. Mutton Honey back as our sponsor for Gender Bender this week. So 7:35, we'll take you if you are our first male or female caller who hasn't won in a month uh, or longer, and you get to play. Plus, Lodge and Brown, it's Marks in the morning. It's 6-11, and it's going to be a much warmer day today, thankfully. High of 38, already 19 degrees. Low tonight, right around where we are now. So if it's not too unpleasant for you right now, we're not going to get any colder. In fact, for the next several days, we won't. Probably be about the same tomorrow and maybe even a touch warmer Wednesday before we have a slight drop-off. Carrie Mack celebrated her weekend doing what? I tell you what. what my perception of your weekend was from what we talked about. When it was snowing yesterday, right around 2 o'clock, Still a lot of snow to go, but about 2 o'clock yesterday, Carrie texts me and says, so much snow, all I want is tacos. <laughs> <laughs> and I know where you're currently living. You're not too terribly far from tacos. Did you end up getting your tacos or no? No, I did not. Yesterday was a big day for you because in the evening you were on the show The Voice, not as a singer, but as a audience member. Yes. Imagine if I was a singer on that show. I'd be kicked off immediately. And NBC would probably go bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> Blake Shelton would just get up and leave. He'd turn his chair and he'd hit the uh, button that makes it go flying into the air like an ejection <laughs> seat. Uh, but you were on the show. We'll have to talk about that a little later on this morning. But you, you messaged me about 2 o'clock. What time did the show start taping? Uh, the show started taping at, I think, 2 o'clock our time. I wasn't oh, wow. supposed to be texting. Oh, you were you were technically in a studio audience. And all you wanted were tacos. Now I understand why. Because I said, well, why don't you go get tacos? It wouldn't be fair to make somebody drive them to you in the middle of a snowstorm, but you could go get them. I know. That's why I didn't want to get them delivered. But I really wanted tacos yesterday. And it was my last chance to order takeout before the week started. 
and you didn't do it, and that's one of your big things was I'm not going to eat. Uh, this was Lent, right? You, yeah, Lent. Know, I'm not going to get carry out or take out or Uber Eats or whatever uh, unless it's Friday or Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. Which is like half the week. But I get you. <laughs> the weekend. Only me, during the weekend. Let me tell you, Friday, right after the show, Carrie got Panera delivered here. You were still working. <laughs> so if you want to call that the weekend, that's fine. That's very loosey-goosey with your um, resolution of sorts, your Lent resolution. But hey, you know what? I don't begrudge you. I would have done the same thing. Uh, what am I having? I'm having a salad tonight. So there's Ooh, that. Yeah. Weekends, treat yourself. Weekends are always like, eh, I got to do something. I got to go easy. <laughs> I have That's to do something thing. good for my body. <laughs> yeah, my body's like, uh, we're supposed to be starting a new week. Your body, the weekend is where you're supposed to rest and catch up. But most of us treat it like, you know what? I'm going to put all these awful things in my body for two days. And then Monday, I'll make up for it. Monday's the day your body's like, I need energy. I need stamina. What have you done to me? You've poisoned me. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. I agree. <laughs> Speaking of being poisoned, it's National Margarita Day. What? And uh, <laughs> what a segue that was. <laughs> what a segue. Iowans don't love margaritas. There's a new study out to celebrate National Margarita Day. And I'll tell you where we rank out of 50 in terms of states that love margaritas. But I've got some other interesting stats about tequila, the main ingredient in margaritas. And uh, some other things. Yeah, I guess it just wouldn't be a random Monday in February without Margarita Day, would it? No, that sounds like a party. Random fact. As your random fact. Happy National Margarita Day. Nothing says Monday. Like, let's get turned up. Turned up, Johnny. Do you like margaritas, Carrie Mac? Yes, I love margaritas. You know, we were talking off the air about who has the best margaritas in the Cedar Valley. I'm not an aficionado. We make them at home. I haven't had one out in a long time. I had one at Chilitos. That was pretty good. That was a couple years ago. Uh, Los Cabos, which is on Main Street in Cedar Falls. And there have been, I guess, one or two others I've had, but I have I just don't have them that often. We drink them at home. Mm-hmm. And my secret, I'll get to these stats here in just a second. I was love or dislike of margaritas. My secret is... You just take tequila, good, you know, clear tequila, Blanco, and a little bit of fresh lime juice from an actual lime, not the concentrate stuff, and then some simple syrup. And that's all you need. You need the right component. I would rattle it off, but I I can't remember exactly how to mix it off the top of my head. And then you salt the rim if you want. But otherwise, it's just those three ingredients. That's going to be, you know, not with crushed ice. You can do that, too. But it's going to take you 20 seconds to make. I guess you have to squeeze the lime. So... 25 seconds. <laughs> That's all you really need. Anyways, Iowa ranks 17th out of 50 in states that love margaritas. So I guess we're near the top because 25 would be in the middle. So we're closer to the top than we are the middle or the bottom, rather. Uh, and, and because it's National Margarita Day, here's some quick facts about margaritas. 15% of us say we only drink a margarita when we're on vacation. It's a low number, but still 15%. 5% say they always get terrible hangovers. Why do you think you get a bad hangover from a margarita? It's the mixture of sugar and tequila. Mm, even I can tell you that. <laughs> and only 3% of people will judge you if you order your margarita frozen. That's what I was trying to say earlier is frozen with the crushed ice. Ooh, those are good. those are my favorites. You'd I rather have it with crushed ice? Yes. I don't have... Uh, yeah, I think they're good both ways. I don't know why anybody would judge you if you got it frozen. I don't like flavored margaritas. No strawberry, oh. no banana, no nothing. Just lime, just a straight up regular. That's the only way I can have it. Yeah. I can't much, go, yeah. Too fruity, too much gut rot. That gives me gut rot. Gut. <laughs> okay. It does. It gives me gut rot. So I was uh, number 17th, but we're very close to Missouri. Missouri ranked fourth in their love of margaritas. So they're near the top. Wisconsin, 14, Illinois, 11. Nebraska, six. 
And then the Dakotas are up in the upper 40s. So what a weird sort of intersection of America here in the Midwest. The uh, kind of six-state region with uh, our love or dislike for margaritas. All right, we'll be back in a couple minutes with some news and weather on Marks in the Morning. Also, uh, Carrie Underwood and Tim McGraw coming up. Carrie Mack and I are also going to put our weekend in five photos up. I uh, I look a little different than I did Friday, don't I, Carrie? I look a little different today. Yeah, you do. It really startled me. I couldn't make eye contact with you for a few minutes in the morning. You know, I get that a lot. But <laughs> why? What? What do you? Let me just give a quick synopsis here. I had a full beard leaving the show Friday. Yeah. And I decided uh, my mom was coming down. My mom came down this weekend. She's still at our house. She'll be leaving this morning. And uh, she was going to give me a haircut. She did give me a haircut, but I knew, okay, I'm going to have a little change. I haven't had regular haircuts with the pandemic. I haven't been to a an actual barber shop in a long, long time. It's just been uh, my mom when she comes to visit every few months. So she and she used to be a, a professional stylist. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of nice. So I thought, all right, ahead of her visit, I cut the bottom part of my beard off. The goatee, if you would. Okay. So take a full beard and you cut just the goatee off. What is that? Like, it looked like I was from the 1800s. I loved it. You posted it on your Instagram. Yeah, you I, I really wanted you to keep the mutton chops. Yeah, and I kind of did. I kept my sideburns. Yeah, yeah, but I like the entire uh, belt on your face. Let's put it this way. I put up a poll. <laughs> I said, keep or oh, God, no. And oh, God, no. When you put something up on Instagram, apparently it goes to Facebook, too. So between yeah. the two social media platforms, I'd say it was probably about 10 to 1, kill it. You were one of the very few that said to keep it. So that's why I apologized to you yesterday before I shaved it all off. And now I just have long sideburns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, it'll grow back into a beard. I usually don't go more than a few weeks without a beard. Me even too. Even in the summer. Yeah, I, didn't, I wanted to say something, but I didn't know if I could. <laughs> so you're saying nay on this facial hair. I mean, it's fine. I'm not your wife. I have no say in what goes on your face. She didn't like it. She didn't like the... I don't remember if she voted or not, but she definitely verbally voted and didn't like what I had going before. The beard? She didn't like the beard? No, she liked the beard. She didn't like the beard with no goatee. Okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. That's I, wild. I That's something I, I've always thought about, the fact that when you get married or get into a serious relationship, you kind of have to consult your partner when it comes to certain, like, changes to your face or changes to your hair or body. We talk about it, but usually she doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, I I don't think I would. I did warn her I was going to do it, but I warned her I was going to do it just to see what my mom's reaction would be. And my mom said nothing about it. Okay. Didn't, didn't say anything positive, didn't say anything negative, almost like it didn't exist. <laughs> so it kind of backfired. Maybe my mom knew we were, we didn't make a bet, but maybe my mom knew we were talking like, ooh, what's she going to say when she sees this really like 19, 1840s looking facial <laughs> hair? I looked like I was about to you know, go enlist in the Civil War. But uh, it's gone now. And so is most of my hair, although father time has done plenty of that anyways. Oh, no. So there you go. I've got uh, photos. In my weekend in five photos, you'll see the interesting facial hair. I'll have that in one of my photos. It'll go up right after the show. All right, here it is. Carrie's Corner. Intelligence. Aptitude. Um, where's my thesaurus? Ah, perseverance. This is Carrie's Corner on Marks in the Morning. It's Carrie's Corner indeed, where Carrie gives us a new word of the day. And it's our last week of Carrie's Corner. It's been something you've done all February, and I feel like I've learned a lot. 
and then forgotten a lot. So mm-hmm. what's today's word that I'll try to remember? That sounds like the entire school system sometimes. <laughs> for, for me, it certainly was. Yeah. My word is actually a word that I truly love and I use it not often, but as much as I can. Okay. It's recalcitrant. Recalcitrant. Yes. That sounds like a prescription drug you'd see on the nightly news. Recalcitrant. It's like an <laughs> old guy throwing his granddaughter into the air and catching her. It's like a joint yeah, pain medication. Yeah. I'm guessing it's not. No, I'm afraid not. It's not <laughs> okay. a medication. Well, can you use it in a sentence for us? Yes. The recalcitrant employee was not cooperating with his new boss. Defiant. Um, insubordinate. Essentially, okay. essentially, it means Yay. it means to have an obstinately uncooperative attitude toward authority or discipline. Well, I used a big word to describe the big word. Yeah, I know. I really <laughs> struggled with that one. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> All right. So in a nutshell, this word means, recalcitrant means a defiant employee. Or just like defiant, uncooperative attitude towards authority. I'm going to try to work that in on Mondays. About an hour after the show is done, we have a meeting with all the staff, all the on-air staff. Carrie will be the only one. I mean, I'm broadcasting this, but a lot of people are already here on their own shows or doing their own thing, so they're not listening. But uh, Carrie will be the only one if I work in recalcitrant. Did mm-hmm. I say it right? Recalcitrant? Yes. yes, you did. I didn't ask you to spell this one, but recalcitrant. I'm going to try to work it in without giggling or looking at her right after I do it. Or maybe <laughs> you should try working it in. I'll try. I'll try. Re- recalcitrant. If you do it, I'll buy you a margarita. Oh, deal. I'll probably say it five times. Does that count? Still, I have five <laughs> margaritas. Luke Bryan song up in here. All right, we'll be back in a few minutes on Marks in the Morning. Speaking of Luke Bryan, I have Nashville news coming up in just a few minutes here on the show. It's not a story about Luke Bryan. Uh, It's actually a story about John Party. And you're going to appreciate this. I'll give you a quick little uh, Cliff's Notes version here. So Cameo, right? That's the site where you can have one of your favorite country stars or celebrities or sports stars. Say happy birthday, congratulations, whatever, to a friend, a family member. Heck, they can just do it to you. John Party is not a cheap cameo date, if you would. And he's made a lot of money off a of cameo, and he's now revealing what he does with his money. And I'll give you a clue. It has to do with animals. Animals. It's kind of a cool story, and you will hear it coming up in less than 10 minutes on Marks in the Morning. The next big holiday to come up is St. Patrick's Day. That's uh, March 17th, which this year is, it looks like a Wednesday. So you can either celebrate the day of, or you'll have two weekends you can pick from. The week from, a weekend before and the weekend after. I think that's how it works when a holiday that's normally celebrated with alcohol falls on a Wednesday. You get both weekends or one weekend or whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Both, yeah, I agree. Yeah, both for sure both, right? <laughs> Plus the Wednesday, you know, a little happy hour special. Yeah. You, you were telling me that there's a new... We have, uh, I know of one Cold Stone in the Cedar Valley for sure. You're saying they have a new uh, St. Patrick's Day ice cream flavor we can expect. Yes, they do. It's the Lucky Charms flavor of ice cream, which I'm kind of on board with. Is this, I assume, based on the cereal? Yes, it is. And it also, yeah, and it seems like it's in the same vein as the Shamrock Shake. Okay. It's pretty much all green, and it has the favorite. The best part of all Lucky Charms, which is the marshmallows. So it doesn't have any of those grain pieces. You know, on the box for Lucky Charms, it really should say, we know this will ruin your kid's day. And they'll be (laughs) bouncing off the walls and their teeth will fall out. Instead, it says, made with whole grain, which is the part that people eat around. Yes. So none of that whole grain nonsense? 
None of that whole grain nonsense. It's green ice cream with marshmallows and whipped cream, and they put gold glitter on top. <laughs> just for the fun of it. Yeah, just for the fun of it. Just so your kids are like not only hooked on sugar, but they also have like a weird glittery like film on them the entire rest of the day. And if they sneeze, looks like somebody just had too much gold schlager. <laughs> just flies right out of their mouth. Or it's like Tinkerbell, like popping through. <laughs> so when is this available or is it there now? Um, It doesn't say. I think it's available now from what I'm hearing. I think you should go check this out and you should get some. I haven't been to a Cold Stone in forever. I really don't eat a lot of dairy. But does Cold Stone, is that the one where... They do something special there, don't they? Like mash their ice cream. Yes, yes. I love Cold Stone so much because they they make it like you're making a salad, but with none of the (laughs) nutritional like advantages. Evidently. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's what they do exactly. So this ice cream is like a green rocky road without the rocky. No nuts, just the marshmallows and the ice cream and then some gold stuff. It's a fluffy, sugary road that I would love to go on, but I also know will have me crashing and burning by the time I actually have to be an adult. Yeah, no good, man. They don't think about these things when they roll this out. I always thinking about the kids, never the adults. Yeah. Be, uh, siphoning off their kids' ice cream. All right, there you go if you're looking for something fun. I know McDonald's has the Shamrock Shake back now, too. That's a huge, for a lot of people, big tradition. We'll always get one or two, and I don't really eat it, but Hannah likes it. She'll put it in the freezer. Like, she'll start the shake. She'll get the big one, or I don't know how many different sizes they have, but she'll get one of the bigger ones. She'll start it on the drive home. Mm-hmm. Then she'll put it in the freezer at home, and then she'll take it to work the next day. That's smart. I like your wife. You like what she's doing there? I love what she's doing. And also, yeah. I found out the specific date that uh, participating Cold Stones will be releasing this Lucky Charms Whoa, Bonanza ice cream March 1st. Okay, so that's Monday, a week from today. Yeah. Interesting. Hopefully it comes to the Cedar Valley. All right. I want to get into this next in the morning. And uh, thanks so much for checking us out. Quarter after 7 o'clock with uh, about 27 now. Temperature really rising here. We'll get up about maybe another 10 degrees, upper 30s. And uh, that's about it for the week. It's going to be pretty much uh, where we need to be, where we should be this time of year, mid to upper 30s. A little bit cooler by Thursday, but uh, that's about it right now. We'll keep you posted if anything changes. A few two-hour delays today due to the snow yesterday. Uh, those are on the app. Not too many. All right. Carrie Mack and I back here with you this week with Gender Bender in about uh, 20 minutes. And Carrie, here's an interesting question. I want to uh, put this out there. What is a skill? What is something you should be able to do by the age of 25? Quarter of a century old, 25 years old, you're, you're now eligible to rent a car. I mean, you could theoretically rent a car before 25, but there's extra fees. You can vote. You can you could have joined the army, the military for several years. You can drink, you can smoke, you can do all these 21 plus things and you're well past even that point. But despite all the things you can legally do, what is a skill or a part of a skill set you should have by then? And uh, we were just talking about this a little bit on Friday. And you'd brought up one that I thought was really interesting and I wouldn't have thought of, but it's especially important here in Iowa. What is it? Uh, I'm very proud of the fact that I know how to jumpstart a car. And I wonder, I think a lot of people do. I know a lot of people do. But I, I do wonder how many people lack that skill. Now, you have to have jumper cables. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I have any in my car. I think my wife has. I know for sure Hannah has some in her car. I don't think I have any in mine. I should. My old car was kind of a bucket, and I needed the jumper cables. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what happened to them, if she just took them or they're in the garage somewhere. But I don't have any in my current car. But you know from ha- us having to go downstairs uh, to our cage here where we keep our station vehicles, 
even though we were unsuccessful, <clears throat> um, knowing how to jump a car is incredibly important. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, right now, especially with the way the weather's been, it's been super cold in and around the Cedar Valley, mm-hmm. icy. Yeah, I've had to jumpstart my old car a bunch of times uh, back when I lived in Syracuse because it was so cold and I was going to school there, so I wouldn't use my car every single day. Did you ever have anybody you knew plug their car in? Uh, yes. Uh, funny Funny story, my a neighbor of mine, a guy, uh, I asked him to come over and help me jumpstart my car because I was leaving for winter break. And I gave him the jumper cables for his car. And he was like, what do you want me to do with that? I was like, what do you mean? What do you want me to do with that? I want you to connect your car. And he was like, I don't know how to do that. So I was like, okay, let me show you. So I, a strong independent woman, had to show a guy how to jumpstart a car. I was very proud of myself. And he just sat in his car and watched me jumpstart the car. And Hope turned his car on. No, it was my car that had to be turned on. Oh, you jumped him. No, he he jumped me because it was my car that was dead. I got you. No, I mean, have you ever seen somebody plug in a car? Maybe they don't have... I don't think people do that around here. I haven't seen... People plug in a car. There's an actual, in uh, when I lived in Fargo, a lot of people did it, where you plug your car in. I think it keeps the engine block warm because mm-hmm. we're talking like the temperatures we've had about six or eight weeks out of the uh, winter instead of just a week or so. I don't know. Maybe people don't do that. But that's funny and interesting that you had to jump your, you had to show him how to jump your car. Yeah. It was backwards. Your jumper cables, too, and everything, huh? Yeah, I had jumper cables. He didn't have jumper cables. He didn't even know, like, how to open the top of his car. Interesting. <laughs> I had to show him. I was like, oh, excuse me, sweet cheeks. Move over. Let me show you how it's done. Yeah, You should. Uh, what kind of car did he have? Do you remember? Uh, no, I don't. But his car was much nicer than mine. I was going to say, I bet he had a pretty good one. Uh, here's, a, here's one that I would say you should know how to do by 25. I think by the age of 25, you should know how to negotiate a raise for yourself. That's really good. I think it's important. There's so many things that technology has replaced the need to know how to do. Jumping a car is not one of them because you can't just plug an app in on your phone and have it just start your car up. I I wish. Yeah. I mean, you can have a car starter through your phone. I get that. But if your car's dead, your car's dead. I don't think people necessarily need to know how to use to, to write in cursive anymore. And if you did, you would definitely need to know that before 25. But I think you should know how to negotiate a raise. I think by 25, you should be, and I'm not saying we're all in the same position. There are people in their 40s that haven't had a job long enough to ask for a raise. And with the pandemic, that may damper things. But I think by the age of 25, you need to be strong enough to represent yourself. And if you're younger at your firm, your office, your job, whatever it is, People are going to think, oh, blah, 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 he or she, they're young, they're not going to act. No, you should know how to do it. You should, and that doesn't mean, I'll give you a very quick story. I had a coworker at my last job. She was a great person, well over 25, a little older than me. So according to you, ancient and probably fossilized. <laughs> she went in to the boss to ask for a raise and she beat and moaned about how her bills were too much. And the boss said, that's not my problem. Mm-hmm. The boss said, I don't... Well, you're not living within your means and declined her raise. Wow. And I remember thinking that, yeah, I would have too. <laughs> like, oh, no. You took the wrong approach. The right, the right approach isn't I need a raise because I can't afford it. The right approach is I do X number of things here very, very well. 
I don't feel I'm being paid adequately. And if it needs to come to this, you never want to start with this, but it's a negotiation, right? Mm -hmm. You may tell that boss of yours, look, I don't want to look for another job, but if you're really worth it, you do look for another job, depending on what you do. Yeah, that's so, a really good one. I didn't yeah. really think of that. I didn't either until right about the time we were starting on uh, on the topic here. I think another important one is you should know how to make a good cocktail. But, you know, that's, yeah. that's a social skill. I think that's a given. I think you should also know how to communicate and have a, not a stable relationship, but know how to maybe develop a relationship or yeah. have a relationship or just know how to treat a person who you want to be like a partner with. Do you with. think by 25 you need to cut out romantic interests that aren't going anywhere? Is that when it's time to start settling down? If you haven't already, a lot of people do before 25. But if you haven't and you're in a relationship and you just know this isn't the one, is that about the time you go and try to find the one or is it even too late by then? Oh, I think 28 is like the latest that you should start seriously considering that if you want to, if that's what you're interested in. I got married in at age 28. Yeah, good for you, Johnny. I'm yeah. glad that you had a happy relationship. <laughs> What's that like? I'll let you know when you get there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think uh, 25 is a bit too young to maybe like have a certain partner in mind. Like the people on The Bachelor and Bachelorette, they have oh, no God. clue what's going on, and they're 25. Oh, God. My mom, I found out over the weekend my mom watches that show. What? I feel like your mom and I would get along really well. With that, you would. <laughs> With that, you certainly would. All right. Um, what about you? What do you think uh, an adult human person should be able to do by age 25? What's either a skill or some sort of ability that somebody should have by then? You know what? I bet 10, 15, 20 years ago, you would have, somebody would have said balance a checkbook. Do you even know, need to know how to do that anymore? With bank apps. The websites that can give you your account. Do you need, I, I'll be honest with you. I write one, maybe two checks a month. One is for our mortgage and sometimes for the utility bill. Sometimes we pay it online. It's like mm -hmm. a $4 fee. So if we're running really late, we need to pay it. We'll just pay it online and cut our losses. Otherwise, we'll write a check. I don't need to balance my checkbook. I have an app. My bank has an you're app. You're right. You're right. I learned how to do it when I was in elementary school. They taught in us that. That's a very good skill. I never was taught how to balance a checkbook. Yeah, never. don't remember it, but I ha <laughs> I know I learned. So I if think, I get a refresher, I think by twenty five you need to be in control of your finances. Yeah, I think that's a key skill. I don't think twenty five is. I think kind of late. You should know how to be in control well before then. But by twenty five, you better know. Uh, is this on our Facebook page, Carrie? Matt? Yes, it's on our Facebook page right now. What should you? Someone know before they turn 25. And I want to share this message quickly. Girl 81 says, Growing up, my dad always plugged in his cars. Now my husband always plugs in his truck. I was wondering if anybody around here did that. You have to get something attached to your car. You have to. It's on the engine block. I think it keeps the oil warm. She says, uh, When I was in college at Mount Mercy, we had some very cold times during the winter. I think everyone on campus knew my car would always start. And I knew how to jump cars. There you go. You'd appreciate that, Carrie. Yeah. Thanks for your comment. We appreciate it. And if you want to comment further, it's on Facebook, as Carrie just said. It's Mark's in the Morning. Ready? Are you ready? It's time to play Gender Bender on Mark's in the Morning. Hey, Johnny Marks, who are our contestants today? On the phone this morning, uh, on our way to Waterloo, is Rachel. Rachel, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Very good. So you said you're on your way to Waterloo. Does that mean uh, you're on your way to work here, or do you have to drop the kids off, or what you got? I got to work. I work downtown Waterloo. Oh, okay. Well, we'll wave at you as you drive by our studio here in downtown. <laughs> Your opponent is Michael from Reedland. Michael, how are you doing? I'm doing good. 
So glad to hear that. Glad to have you both on the phone. We're going to play Gender Bender for a chance to win a Mud and Honey gift card in just a moment. I'll remind you, it's pretty simple, the rules. You'll each get three questions aimed at the opposite gender. Whoever has a better score wins. In the event of a tiebreaker, no fears, we've got a tiebreaker question that's percentage-based, and we'll make sure we don't have another tie. So, Rachel, you are our first caller. You get to decide who goes first. You are Michael. I am go first. Okay, she's ready. She's going to get started, which means, Michael, stand by. Carrie, you'll have your questions when we're done. Here we go. Rachel, question number one. Iowa is the only state in the U.S. that has two passable rivers as borders. Name one of those two rivers. The Mississippi. Yeah. Yeah. The Missouri would be the other one. That would be to the west and the Mississippi to the east. Question number two. If you're playing basketball, what do you call a shot where the ball is first bounced off the backboard at an angle and it drops into the basket. A layup? No, it's called a bank shot. That's a good oh. question, though. Uh, good guess, though. Question number three. What is, or what was, Francis Scott Key's role in American history? What did Francis Scott Key's do, or Key do? Well, I've never seen that, ever. Um, so I don't know. Is he the protagonist? <laughs> No, Francis Scott Key is known for writing the national anthem. Francis Scott Key wrote the national anthem. All right, that's all right. That's a score of one for Rachel this morning. Michael, you have to beat that or at least match it to force a tiebreaker. Okay. Good luck. Okay, Michael. uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle have been in the news lately uh, because they're having another baby sometime this year. What's the name of their firstborn son? Charles? No. No, it's Archie, but that's the name of his dad. I'll give you a personal bonus point for getting that. <laughs> he, knew, he knew one of them. He knew the next king. Was yeah, like, he knew I the knew next there king. Was a Charles in there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What are you doing if you are cooking something under direct heat in the oven? Uh, the broil? Yes. Yeah. We use the broiler a lot at home. We're impatient. That's why. <laughs> all right, we're all tied up. It comes down to this question. Get it right, you win. Otherwise, we'll go to a tiebreaker, Michael. Okay, Michael, I believe in you. Who is traditionally given credit for sewing the first American flag? I have no idea. Well, what's the answer, Kate? Betsy Ross. Betsy Ross. Oh, oh no, Okay. That's all right. We'll move on to a tiebreaker question. This question will be percentage-based. And, Michael, you'll get the first stab at it since uh, Rachel was our first caller. Here we go. What people taking part in a new poll said they would end their relationship with their pet? What? Per- oh, I'm sorry. What percentage of people said they'd end a relationship for their pet? It would help if I read that right. <laughs> Doesn't? Why would you break up with a pet? What percentage of people said they'd end their relationship with another person because of their pet? One through a hundred. What's your guess, Michael? I would say forty-five percent. Forty-five. Okay, Rachel. What's your guess? I really love my dog, so I think I'm going to go higher at forty-six. Forty-six percent is a little bit closer to the answer, which was sixty-one percent. Sixty-one percent of us said we would dump a significant other over our pet uh, if the pet didn't like them. I think my wife's right up there. I think I'd be gone if. I said the cats are good me. Good job, Michael. Yeah. Mike, Michael, good round. Give us a call back. You can play any time this week, okay? We're just getting started. Okay. 
Have a great week if we don't talk to you, but we'll talk to you soon, I hope, Michael. Thank you so much. Rachel, congratulations. You win. You said that you, you. your dog is very important, so you would dump somebody over uh, if your dog didn't like them. So I'm married, so that would be a little bit harder to do. <laughs> I think my husband loves my dog just as much. So yeah. um, I, think we're, I think we're good. I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> hey, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. You know, the dogs, the cats, the bunny rabbits, and the gerbils are all members of the family, right? Mike's in the morning. Carrie Mack yesterday uh, appeared on The Voice as a member of the digital audience. Uh, one thing that the pandemic has afforded us is opportunities to do things that we would never be able to do, like be in a show audience on a random Sunday night when you can go to work the next day. But you did it. You were on The Voice technically yesterday, and there's even a picture of you that they put out, not specifically, but you're in the background in the virtual audience. Carrie Mack has agreed to tell us everything from her taping of The Voice. And you saw one of the elimination rounds, is that right? Or the battle? Yeah. We'll it was really into- cool. I was wearing sweatpants, too, which was a fun experience. That's the only way to go see a live taping when you're in front of Blake Shelton and some of the biggest names in music like John Legend, Nick Jonas. Why not? Kelly Clarkson and you're wearing your sweats. Carrie Mack has agreed to violate her NDA or non-disclosure agreement next. It's Mark's in the morning. We're going to be on TMZ. There's no doubt about it. Carrie Mack yesterday was privy to uh, upcoming episodes of The Voice. Now, they have been filming for a while. All of the uh, blind auditions are done. They haven't gotten, obviously, to the live show yet, but they're working as fast as they can so that the judges can have some time off before they resume in, what, May for the live shows? Yeah, May. So Carrie didn't just get to see blind auditions, who turned their chair, blah, blah, blah. No, we're past that. Carrie Mack, last night, you were a part of the Voice Digital audience. Before we get into what happened, explain to me how you became involved, how you were able to get a, quote, seat at the show. So there's a website that I, I frequent a lot, especially uh, in, like at the height of the pandemic lockdown. And I've done some cool digital audience stuff. I've done some for Kelly Clarkson before, who's like such a cool human being, which is why I'm like really nerd. I feel like I really shouldn't talk about this. So you signed an NDA, right? That means a non-disclosure agreement. I didn't sign it. I clicked on it. Okay. Technically, because it's all digital. I've been talking to the lawyers for our company and they said, and I quote, what are you talking about? Who are you? And once I convinced them that I actually work here, they said, don't do it. So I think you should do it very quietly. No, I tell can't. Tell us everything. You're not going to do it, are you? I can't. I can tell you that everyone was super nice yeah. and the performers were really good. And the warm-up guy was really funny. Do you think, is NBC going to get mad? Do you think NBC is going to be upset? Oh, no. I, I can't <laughs> afford like a lawsuit right now, Johnny. I really can't. NBC and The Voice, uh, pretty big sponsors here. They, they run a lot of commercials. You think they're going to be mad? That's why you don't want to do it? Yeah. And I also don't want Kelly Clarkson and Blake Shelton to be mad at me. Nick Jonas, if he's mad, I never will be able to go out in public again. Nick Jonas is going to have your legs. Oh, it's no. a good thing I recorded our phone conversation yesterday. Carrie what? Mack, Carrie Mack and I talked on the phone. What about 5, 6 o'clock when the show is done rolling? I'm going to air the phone call right now. Here it is from yesterday. Checking, check, check. Okay, it's Johnny Marks here. I'm just checking my recording equipment. I've got a liquored up Carrie Mack. Just watch the voice on the other end here. Carrie, hey. Hey. Carrie, I'm so excited to get the 411 from you. I know you've been watching The Voice here for a while, the live taping, and uh, you've had a a couple cocktails. Tell me who got eliminated uh, first. So 
it was really crazy because I saw get eliminated. And then right after that, that's good, by the way. Thank you so much. What happened right after that? You were saying that something happened with one of the judges? Yeah, and then I can't believe that Kelly Clarkson. My goodness, this is good stuff. All right, just keep, sorry, just writing this down. All right, and one more little detail there. Right after that, what happened with somebody on Blake's team? Oh, my gosh, Blake's team was really good. His person actually, uh, and studio. Are you kidding me? How did that happen? Oh, no, I can't believe they did that. Those at NBC. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> NBC is always just hitting it constantly. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, uh, but thank you for saving the day on me for that one. Yeah, thanks NBC. All right, stop it. Sparks in the morning. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But it was a good experience. It was a lot of fun, and I would definitely do it again. All right, next time I am going to get you liquored up so we can have a conversation. Sparks in the morning, and it's okay. All right, unofficially the start of spring. Well, I guess it's technically the official start on the calendar, but we know Mother Nature often has her own plans. Yesterday, they predicted three, two to four inches of snow. I heard some predictions that said three to five. Well, it didn't matter which one you heard because both were right. Three and a half inches is what we got in Waterloo yesterday. A little less in Tripola. They got 2.4 inches. Way up in Cresco, Mason City, that area, much more. Cresco got eight inches. The mighty Howard County, eight inches of snow, Mason City. Six inches. The breadwinner, if you want to call it that, for the state of Iowa yesterday, Onawa, Iowa, got nine and a half inches of snow. The further south you went, this uh, was a non-thing. Des Moines, barely a trace to an inch. And then point south, uh, butting up to the Missouri border. No snow at all. Charles City, 5.2 inches of snow. So uh, this one hit a little bit harder to the north of the Cedar Valley, but got us as well. So there you go. And uh, Carrie Mack was out making snow angels. She loves this snow so much. I love it so much. I was outside crying in it. Oh, yeah. That's what you're doing. Well, snow angels crying, whatever. Angels, tears, snow. It all kind of goes together. <laughs> Is there any food item that you're a hoarder of? Whoa. Um, I'll give you an example here. You've seen my hot sauce collection. Yeah. You've, you've been over to our house. You saw that uh, big... I got it as a as a Christmas gift. But nevertheless, it's a big collection of hot sauces mm-hmm. from different parts of the world. But also in my cupboard and here at work, I have a bunch of different hot sauces. I would consider myself a hot sauce hoarder. Do you have a food that you hoard? I or don't, condiment? I don't think I have a, a food. I always have ketchup. And I think that's kind of a given. But I have so many bottles of wine. And not just because I want to drink them. But I've set like a personal goal to get a bottle of wine from every state in the country. So I'm trying to get them and... Uh, have them add up eventually. Iowa would be easy because almost every every liquor store is going to have some sort of Iowa section or a collection, even if it's not huge. Mm-hmm. But in California might be pretty easy too. Just yeah. a bunch, you know. But I want to go there and like get the wine. Oh, I see. You want to physically go? Yes, because I feel like that would be so fun, like a little wine adventure, like eat, pray, love, but like drink, <laughs> uh, drink, Airbnb, sl- sleep, sleep. There you go. Exactly. Uh, I would say in our house it's pickled things. Besides my hot sauce collection. Hannah has grown a lot of uh, things in the garden that have been pickled. Cucumbers, obviously. We have traditional pickles. We also have two jars of pickled jalapenos. Okay. And then I found some pickled banana peppers that I don't know if we grew, because I know she grew banana peppers. I don't remember if we grew these or if she was just pickling store-bought banana peppers. But we would I would say we are hoarders of hot sauce and pickled items, vegetables. 
That's cool. Something I, I've noticed when I went to all of the grocery stores around here is that there is so much pickled items. Like so many people love pickling things. When I went to Walmart, there was like a, a pickling section. You can find pickled pig's feet in most, oh. most grocery stores here in the Cedar Valley. Yeah. That's gross. What can't you pickle? That's my question. <laughs> the sky's the limit when it comes to pickling. <laughs> the world is your pickle. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Okay, um, so you don't really have anything that you would say borders on hoarder level. Multiple somethings in your fridge or cupboard that takes up a lot of space that's otherwise, to most, unnecessary. Not really, because I have such a small space right now. But back home, my parents would hoard and hoard uh, the creamers. They would get so many of them. Oh, like every time you go out to eat, you'd take one? Those well, types of creamers? Those types of creamers and also the big bottles, they would grab so, they would buy so many with before they're finished. We have like so many half finished creamers in our fridge. But not this isn't like a fun collection. It's a problem. <laughs> it's an actual issue. <laughs> and it's probably not gonna get finished. See, when we have dairy products that are good to spoil or half spoiled, they go to the barn cats. Hannah brings them to the farm. They don't go to waste. Oh, that's so sweet. We it, you want to bring them? Tell your family next time they come from uh, old PA to IA to bring their expired milk. I think that'll go over really well with TSA. Yeah. Well, they'll have to drive, and I'm sure it'll be a pleasant drive with jars of expired dairy products in the car. Mm, the smell of America. I love it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I can't believe you do that. We pour it down uh, the the sink because yeah, that's supposed to do. clean the septic or whatever. Oh, that, really? I hadn't heard yeah, that. Yeah, like, like not rotten milk, but like expired milk. That's supposed to be good for the, the drain. Sure. And the pipes. What is it that you have, an, I guess I'll use the word exorbitant amount of, you have a whole lot more than most people. It borders on hoarding. We used to have a lot of mustard. In fact, that this is all on me. Even though my wife likes mustard a lot, this was on me. We had, and I don't think we do anymore, but we had a spicy mustard like, um, I think it was mixed with jalapeno, as a matter of fact. We had... Honey mustard, and we had a Dijon mustard, and then we had like a, a fourth one that wasn't in the fridge. It hadn't been opened yet. Summertime, we our mustard collection adds up because we do a lot more grilling. That sounds like fun. You seem like uh, some fun mustard folks. I we do like that. a lot of mustard. Yeah, you bring the mustard. I'll bring the wine. Okay. I have so many bottles of wine. I really. You and my wife will drink them. I won't touch the wine, but you guys can have it. I'll share the mustard. I don't even like mustard. Well, then I guess I don't have to share. It's yeah. even better. What about you? What's something that uh, borders on a problem? You have too much of it. Somebody messaged in on our app here, Laughing Cow Cheese. Is oh. laugh, are those the little one that look like little tiny hockey pucks? I think it's the Baby Bell Cheese. Is that what it is? Those are really so. good. I, I agree with this person. Hoard Sarah. those away before the apocalypse comes. <laughs> Sarah says Laughing Cow Cheese. I have all the flavors. All the, fla all the flavors. Uh, um, what else? Let us know. I'd love to hear from you. And it doesn't have to be in the fridge. It can be in the pantry. It doesn't have to be a perishable item. It's Marks in the Morning. We'll be back in just a moment here. We've got news and weather coming up. Music from Gabby Barrett on the way to... Just are craving more human contact, but we also have to eat. Introducing Goober Eats. You can order food from your favorite Cedar Valley restaurants like Los Cabos or Brown Bottle, and we'll send it to your house with a driver who will also tell you jokes. Hey, hey, I'm Dina with Goober Eats. I drove here from Carlos O'Kelly's, and boy, is my car tired. Tired. Like tire. Dinner and entertainment. Hello, I have your chicken strips. <laughs> chicken strips. I didn't know they even wore clothes. Speaking of clothes, I once met someone who refused to talk to people unless the conversation was about fashion. 
He was very close-minded. I'm going to close the door now. Laugh! It's Goober Eats. Why do some couples go to the gym? Because they want their relationship to work out. Get it? Hello? Yep, okay. Must not have gotten it. Goober Eats. 40% gratuity included to every order. No, that's not a joke. Hey, 923, it's uh, 842. Nashville News coming up in a little bit here on the show. Lots more, including music from Thomas Rhett. Uh, JP's not going to be in with us this morning. His kids had a two-hour late start, so he's stuck entertaining them. I assume he's dancing for nickels, but I'm not exactly sure what kids do these days with their parents. Uh, but that'd be my guess. I think you're very close to it. I think Something it's, like that. Yeah, exactly. Or they're building a house, because I assume that's what you do when you have children. Make them do chores. You build a fort. Oh, yeah. I see, literally building, like Amish style. They're raising a barn right Yeah, now. that's, that's uh, the way I was raised back in Pennsylvania. Who cares if the ground's a little frozen? They've got tiny hands. They can get in there. Put some hair on your chest. Come on. <laughs> but I'll do today's history lesson with JP out. And this is a fascinating one. A little something you may not have known about the state of Iowa. I'm sure you knew this. We have 99 counties. But here's something you maybe didn't know. Four of our 99 counties are named after women. Wow. That seems rather low, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I mean, the majority of the people in Iowa have met a woman. I would hope so. Yeah, this isn't Alaska. (laughs) So the most obvious one, I think, is Pocahontas County, named after Pocahontas, the Native American. Uh, So that was pretty easy. All right, the next one is Ida County, which is way on the western part of the state along Highway 20. Uh, Far over, uh, one county over from the Nebraska border. Ida County is named after Ida Smith, the first child of a European immigrant to be born in the region. Her family moved to Woodbury County, which is, by the way, the county right to the west. But eventually they named the uh, county of Ida after her. That's kind of cool. The next one is Louisa County, located in the southeastern portion of the state, right along the Mississippi. So straight shot down from Waterloo, just a bit east. Louisa County. Uh, I'm looking at our map here because we've got a map of the counties. Yep, there it is, right above Des Moines County. That one's uh, named after, it was named in 1834 after a resident of Dubuque purchased mining land. And uh, apparently named it after his daughter, it sounds like. Oh, that's fun. I hope my dad names a county after me. (laughs) Cary County. Cary County. I think that you might be a little bit off. But here's the fourth one, the one that's in uh, K-Country, right in the heart of our listening area. Bremer County. Really? Bremer County is the only county in Iowa, one of four to be named after a woman, and the only one to be named after a person in literature. Named after Frederica Bremer. Oh, that Frederica Bremer. Yeah, come on. You read all of her books. I'm a huge fan of the Bremster, <laughs> as the kids call her. 1850s, I was governor at the time, Stephen Hempstead, who was an admirer of the Swedish writer Frederica Bremer, named the county after her. She was born in 1801 in uh, Finland. And I don't know that she'd ever even known that there was a county named after her. But wow. that's how it came to be. That's kind of cool, though, that someone likes your work so much that they'll name an entire county after you. Yeah. Who wants to name a county after me? Carrie, Carrie Mack County. Let's do it. I think that would be a fitting name. Carrie County. Doesn't it sound fun to say? I got to get to Carrie County today. It's a lot easier to say than, you know, Appanoose County. That's my father's name, actually. <laughs> oh, is it? Well, there you go. Or Buena Vista. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Frederica... 
Well, Bremer County. So Bremer, Frederica Bremer died in 1865. The county was named after her in 1850. So there's a decent chance somewhere in that 15 years she would have known that there was a county in the U.S. I mean, forget that it was Iowa. She wasn't from the U.S. So just knowing there's a county named after you somewhere in America must have been pretty cool. Yeah. But she died in Sweden. Do you think they have to get like permission to name counties after people? I don't think so. I think you just kind of do it. Think of every thing, every entity named after somebody. Obviously, cities, uh, highways sometimes bear people's names, but every street has a name, unless it's just a number. Fourth Street. Okay, well, that was named after the guy who uh, came after three, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Nothing. Yeah, For- Forest Street is a great street, uh, and I know the person personally. Oh, do you know? Forest is a great person. Forrest mm-hmm. Gump. What about Fifth Street? Do you know him? Oh, he's Fifth- a total Fifth jerk. Street. Yeah. Shouldn't have his own street. <laughs> Anyways, I don't think so. I don't think you have to get permission. I don't. I mean, you can name whatever you want. I mean, I think if you start using Disney character names, they might have a problem. Like, here's Mickey Mouse Way. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right. Here's Goofy Drive. But if I want to name, like, my street Beyonce Avenue. <laughs> I think you might run into some issues. So I, so I have to ask Beyonce for permission to name my street after her then. I would, I would think that you would have a cease and desist waiting for you. She's got very powerful lawyers. Uh, I would move to Beyonce County, though. Okay, there you go. How about Party Place, John Party, P-A-R-D-I, Party Place? I like that. I really dig that. Party, John Party, is coming up here in your Nashville news. He's on a site called Cameo. If you're not familiar with Cameo, I'll quickly explain it when we come back. But he's made a pretty good amount of money off of Cameo, and I'll tell you what he's doing with it. Coming up in just a few minutes, it's Mark's in the morning. There's some of that sunshine today, maybe some beers in your uh, cooler, maybe some beers in your fridge at work. We don't judge. It's Mark's in the morning on K92.3. I brought a couple beers for you, uh, you and JP, about you know, a month or so ago. They were in my fridge here. I wasn't too concerned somebody would walk in and find them. I was more concerned somebody would find them and then take them. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, beer at work, that's the way to do it. If you want to get canned. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe get it in a can. Uh, there you go. It's Mark's in the morning. It's K92.3. Today is National Margarita Day. Have a margarita. Uh, you know, nothing says, hey, Monday afternoon, like a margarita. You get home from work, have a margarita, see how quick Tuesday comes. I'm a little bummed because my wife woke me up early this morning. She, Have you ever had a dream where you wake up in a cold sweat because in your dream something happened at work and you wake up thinking you've missed work or you're late for work or something? I haven't had any of those yet, but I remember a lot of those happening with school and classes. Ah, yes, I remember that too. Well, you'll probably have one for work, especially with, the alarm being very important as opposed to a lot of jobs where you try to get up a little bit you know earlier than usual see if some time in the bathroom blah 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 here it's like you've got to be up or you'll you'll just be late or you won't have time for anything before the show starts she must have had one of those dreams for me she woke me up 10 minutes before my alarm and said ah you didn't set your alarm well i did set my alarm i was like what are you gonna do you can't go back to bed for 10 minutes what's your alarm cutoff time where if you wake up before the alarm but you're within a certain amount of period, a certain period of time before it's going to go off anyways. What's your threshold for I'm rolling over and going back to bed or screw it, I'm just going to stay awake? Uh, half hour, I half feel Half hour, like. that's good. If, I, if I'm up at, because I try to get up at 3.30, if I wake up at 3, I'm like, I'm going back to sleep. But if it's like 3.20, I'm like, might yeah. as well get up, get a start on my day early. Yeah, I think that's about right. I think 30 minutes is pretty good. My alarm is set for 4.01. Only odd numbers, don't ask, long story. <laughs> And if it's, yeah, if it's like uh, 3.30 or 3.31, I think I would get up too. Because otherwise you'll do the thing where you roll over and then you're paranoid for about 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then if you do fall asleep, you've already burned 10 minutes. Just going, oh, what do I do? 
Mm-hmm. My- the best is when it's like 2 a.m. Yeah. Or 1.30 or whatever. And you're like, yes, yes. And you go back to bed. I think JP had a very similar experience where he like wo- went to sleep early and woke up at 10 p.m. Yeah, yeah, and then he was, he, was, about that. he was so excited to go back to sleep. And I, I've experienced that, especially trying to readjust to the, uh, my sleeping schedule with this job. And weekends don't do you any favors when you get up early because if you, if you sleep in too much and you're not tired, then Monday morning comes and your body's like, uh-uh, I'm not getting up at 4 o'clock. You didn't mm-hmm. put me to bed until whatever time. Yeah, that's what happened to me this weekend. And also, one of the not good perks of always waking up early is that you can't go anywhere. Nothing's open. The only thing open maybe is a Starbucks, but you have to wait until 5 a.m. Yeah, there's really nothing. Hy-Vee used to be 24-7. They're not anymore. Walmart, I don't think, is anymore. You're right. There's nothing up. You might as well just go back to bed. Yeah. Even though we have to go to work. But if you're not like us and you have to be up super-duper early, you might as well go back to work. Well, the clinic's open if if you're having... Go to the hospital. Go visit the doctor. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing here? Nothing else is open. No, break your leg and then go. Get the free cream pudding or whatever and then go home. There you go. I'm only here for the cookie after the blood draw. All right. It's Mark's in the morning. We'll be back in just a uh, couple of minutes here. We got news and weather coming up. We got Brett Eldridge. Jason Aldean's good buddy Luke Bryan's coming up down to one. And Luke Bryan's also going to be in uh, Nashville News this morning. What did he say? To Eric Church, right after Eric Church and Jasmine Sullivan performed the national anthem at the Super Bowl, he sent him a text. Not only will I tell you what he said, but what uh, Eric said back. Only one word he sent back to Luke Bryan. I'll tell you all about it coming up on Marks in the Morning. All right, here's a new challenge. You can try. You don't even have to try very hard to take part in this challenge. If you have a Twitter page, you can take the Dracula Untold Challenge. Carrie Mack, have you heard of this? No, I haven't. Not until you told me, which I'm very excited about. All right. Dracula Untold was a movie that came out way back in 2013. At the time of the movie's release, or at least the promotional period where it was being hyped in theaters, the producers of the film came up with a Twitter page for it. Simply Dracula Untold. It's a verified page. Well, the movie was a dud. (laughs) The Universal Picture was a huge flop And as a result, the page was left abandoned. However, the Dracula Untold page, which last tweeted 6-2-2015, yes, almost six years ago, still has 9,845 followers. Let's just round it up. It's got about 10,000 followers. So now people are taking the Dracula Untold challenge. And that is, can you gain more followers on Twitter than Dracula Untold, the abandoned verified Twitter page? Now, it's not just anybody who's doing this. It's a lot of very, very, very minor celebrities who want to see if they can reach 10,000 celebrity or, uh, follows. Obviously, you can't cheat and get followers for bots or something like that. And by the way, who knows? Dracula Untold might have a lot of bot followers, but that's not the way to do it. So you have to uh, organically try to beat 10,000. I'm nowhere near. Uh, let me look at my page quick. I have 1,804 followers, all right? And I've had Twitter since 2009. It says right on my page. Join February. Oh, this is my anniversary. February 2009. I also have the wrong email address for one of our radio stations. I'm going to fix that when we're done. But I'm DJ Johnny Marks on Twitter. I'm nowhere near. And please, I'm not going to ever say this, but don't follow me on Twitter. I don't use it. I just complain about stuff. (laughs) Follow me on Instagram. Uh, Or, yeah, Instagram is perfect. DJ Johnny Marks. But uh, you're a big Twitter user. I, I don't have your page pulled up. I often see your page. What are you at for followers? You've got to have more than I do. Uh, no, I don't. 
Oh, wow. You should take the Johnny Marks challenge. Oh, you only have three. Oh, no. Carrie Mack, we got to get you. Johnny, don't make fun of me. You've had your page six fewer years than I have. Yeah, and I haven't been a celebrity like you have. I'm, a, I'm like a... L-lister. I'm not even F. I'm L-lister. I'm an L-list celebrity. You're a J-lister. Okay, let's go with Johnny Marks-lister. Uh, I'm K-Mac on the mic. I personally love Twitter so much. I've gotten a few uh, uh, likes or retweets from celebrities. Yes, you've done well. Uh, Dion Warwick, right? Well, she didn't retweet me. I retweeted her. Oh, okay. I'm just looking at your page. Dion Warwick, a, uh, I guess she was an R&B singer for many years, but She's better known hilarious. for the psychic hotline or whatever. That's how I knew her. You're like, I don't know what you're talking about. She's hilarious on Twitter. That's how I know her. I obviously know she's a huge, uh, a big singer, but yeah. she's hilarious on Twitter. Um, Tiffany Haddish liked one of my tweets once. Really? You got Tiffany Hot Dish to like one of your tweets. Yeah, Tiffany Cold Dish. Uh, <laughs> that's her. Uh, no, that's not. Um, who else? I'm trying to think. Sterling K. Brown from This Is Us. Really? Sterling K. Brown. Right after he lit a crock pot up on fire, he liked one of your tweets. I don't know anything No, about he's show. not the one who lit the crock pot on fire. Okay. He was a marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and uh, I went to the exhibit, and he liked one of my tweets with oh. photos from the exhibit. I had a couple Minnesota Twins baseball players that not only liked a tweet of mine but followed me, but that's not as exciting because they retired. Yeah, I'm trying to see who follows me. Um, people from BuzzFeed followed me for a hot second. Which was really cool. Um, and then they unfollowed you? No, they stopped working at BuzzFeed. Oh, I see. <laughs> um, my most important follow, my cousin Allison followed me on Twitter the other day. Oh, yeah? What's her claim to fame? Uh, she's a kindergarten teacher in Virginia. See, those are the real heroes. Yeah. I'd rather have teachers following me than celebrities. Now, would I mind you know, if John Party hopped on Twitter and followed me or Lee Bryce? By the way, we're interviewing Lee Bryce live on the show Thursday. And giving away tickets to his show in Dubuque. What, I, what Am I going to pressure him to follow me on Twitter? Probably. <laughs> Will he do it? Probably not. But I think a kindergarten teacher or any teacher is a better follow than a celebrity. A, a better follow back, that is. Because celebrities oftentimes have somebody else doing their dirty work on social media. And I'm not saying Lee Bryce. I think most country stars are very, very proficient on Twitter. But you get like a, I don't know, like a George Clooney or whatever. I don't even know if he has a Twitter. But I can guarantee you if he does, somebody else is running it. Yeah, probably. Uh, Tom Cruise has a Twitter account, and his bio said uh, running in movies since like 1984 or something. Okay. Which so is somebody funny. else did that. Yeah, someone probably. else did that, definitely. Um, but follow me on Twitter, K Mac on the mic. I would love a follow. Do you follow back? Uh, most of the time. <laughs> no, I do. I do. It, you it, have a just, lot of people you're following. Yeah, I know. I'm just an enthusiastic person. A follower too. I'll like people's tweets. I'll heart them. I'll retweet them. Maybe that's why I'm not a good follow because I just retweet and like other people's stuff so much. And I just complain about things. So there you go. Look at us. What a pair. I think you can get to nine thousand. You think I can? You think I can beat Dracula Untold? I don't know, man. I think Johnny. I'm telling Johnny. My, my <laughs> secret is just to stop tweeting. They haven't tweeted in about six years. They're doing very well. I'll just take some <laughs> five, six years off. I'll be fine. I'll come back to Twitter. I'll have like uh, uh, 1,806 followers instead of four. Wow. I wonder what celebrities are following Dracula Untold on Twitter. <laughs> we'll, we'll look later. I bet it's a lot of bots. I bet it's <laughs> a lot of bots. All right. We'll be back with that uh, last Nashville News Minute about Luke Bryan and music from him next. This is